Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Easy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me for the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. Well, we're going to try a little bit something different on this edition of the podcast. We're going guestless. Yes, no guests this week on the podcast. I did make some efforts to get some, uh, try to get some guests on to talk about some topics, uh, uh, but just uh, no answers back, unfortunately. <laughs> that's, sometimes that's the way it goes. So we're going to you know, have a little fun with this podcast. Uh, give me, I'll give some thoughts on some uh, particular subjects. So I'll have my predictions on the NHL, Stanley Cup playoffs, and the NBA playoffs. I'll uh, talk a little bit about Quinnipiac men's hockey uh, overcoming their postseason woes to win a national championship on April 8th. But let's start with... Uh, um, the news uh, broke uh, earlier this week concerning Ian Anderson, the Atlanta Braves pitcher and a Shenandoah High School graduate. Uh, he underwent Tommy John surgery. Uh, he struggled a little bit in, in spring training. Uh, came out with a start in Triple A Gwinnett uh, and uh, was complaining of elbow pain. And they discovered the UCL was tear. So um, that's a shame. You feel bad for the, for Ian, uh, who you know really had a great start of his career. He you know pitched in the pandemic year, had a great year there. Pitched in Game 7 of the National League Championship Series against the Los Angeles Dodgers in 2020. Uh, did not get the win in that game. The Dodgers ended up winning that game. And then he had a memorable performance in the 2021 World Series against the Houston Astros, pitching five no-hit innings in Game 3. And the Braves ended up winning the World Championship that year. So you know, things were going great for Ian Anderson. And it looked like his career was on the rise. And... Last year, he, even though he's ten and five, his ERA was uh, was very high at five. And I was down in Philadelphia uh, last June to visit my mom, and uh, took some time off. And the, the Braves were in town against the Phillies, and, and one of the nights, Ian uh, Anderson happened to pitch. So I went over to the game at Citizens Bank Park. I watched uh, Anderson warm up in the bullpen. I didn't uh, you know, say hi to anything. Obviously, he's you know concentrating on getting ready for the game against the Phillies, and he didn't get out of the second inning. He struggled, and he just did not look right. Um, he did pitch a couple of games after that. Then it was sent down to Gwinnett and was not on the um, Braves National League Division Series roster against the Phillies in October. And uh, so, and, and he, like I said, he had some struggles in spring training and then uh, comes out of the game against Jacksonville and, and, and his start there. And yeah, he's done for the season. It's, it's, yeah, 20, it's 24 years old. It's, it's, uh, I, it's, I shouldn't say it was aged. I'm not exactly sure. I'm saying 24 because, only because I mentioned, I should mention 2024. He's going to be hopefully back in action for the Braves. And the way that Tommy John's surgeries go now, I mean, the pitchers get stronger. Uh, you look at Justin Verlander, he had it and ended up winning a World Series for the Houston Astros. Um, so, yeah, you, you wonder what happened. I mean, they, they really tried to, the Braves tried to protect Anderson. I mean, they didn't really let him go long in games and yeah, you got to wonder if that's the strategy these days where pitchers don't go along and that, that affects them. I, I, I'm not a medical expert, but I mean, I go back to the year of the 70s when pitchers went every third day and they threw 120, probably sometimes 140 pitches in a game. You know, Ryan, 
But anyway, it, it took to, it was almost 50 for his arm to fall off. But uh, it, it's a different size. I mean, they're worried about protecting people and kids. And, and I think they end up doing more harm and good uh, with the way they protect pitchers these days. And um, we wish nothing but the best for Ian Anderson as he. Uh, uh, hopefully the surgery is successful and uh, starts his rehab and he'll be back uh, as good as new sometime in the 2024 season. So well, let's take a quick break. Uh, we're going to move over to uh, college hockey and uh, talk about uh, the exciting victory that Quinnipiac men's hockey had in the NCAA men's uh, championship game on April 8th against Minnesota. Uh, you're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Hey, Auto Racing fans, the Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest is back. Here's how to play. Pick the top five finishers in the weekly NASCAR race and get a chance to win a $50 ShopRite gift card. To play, go to dailygazette.com and click on the Auto Racing Contest banner. The Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest is run by the Advertising Department and not affiliated with the Sports Department. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Chad Arnold. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. And uh, ECAC Hockey has its third national champion in the last nine years, uh, Quinnipiac. Uh, and I wrote about them in my latest opening face-off, which appears online at dailygazette.com and in uh, Saturday's print edition. Um, Quinnipiac is a team that, re- when it came into the ECAC hockey in 2005-06, they've really become one of the more consistent uh, teams in the conference. Uh, they've been very successful in the regular season. But when it came to a postseason, they just seemed to struggle. They've only won one ECAC hockey tournament title. I mean, they've been to a number of NCAA tournaments, played in two NCAA Frozen Fours, and both times uh, in 2013 and 2016, they were the favorite team, and they ended up losing both times. Uh, in 2013 to New Haven rival Yale uh, 4-0, and then 2016, they lost to North Dakota 5-1. to uh, But this team, and I saw them back uh, in February, uh, and then watched a little bit of the game uh, when Union played them in December in Hamden, and just, just, uh, just uh, how the Union Quinnipiac in that game at Camden just Hamden just uh, really just run ran roughshod over uh, the Dutchman in that game, and uh, and the Union in the second meeting Union for that first period didn't have any shots on goal, uh, and the one thing that those that uh, Union head coach Josh Hodge said after the game is they gave them too much respect. And then once uh, Quinnipiac got a lead, but Union did fight back and made things interesting, but didn't come away with the victory. Um, Quinnipiac won the regular season this year, and uh, but once again uh, did not bring home the ECAC hockey tournament title, losing to Colgate in overtime up in Lake Placid. So you had to wonder, was it going to happen again? Was Quinnipiac going to falter here? In the uh, in the postseason, in the NCAA tournament, uh, they were the number two seed overall in the tournament, number two ranked in the country behind Minnesota. Uh, and, but they took care of business um, in the uh, regionals. Um, uh, they took care of Merrimack in the in, in the first game, and then they defeated Ohio State to advance 
to uh, Tampa, Florida for the Frozen Four. And then they faced Michigan, a team that beat them in the uh, regional final last year down in uh, Allentown. But this time it was um, Quinnipiac took care of business and they got to the championship game. It was a, the battle of the one-twos in uh, the, the top two teams in the country. And we expected a great hockey game. And in Minnesota, the Gophers looking to uh, you know, win their first title in nearly tw in about 20 years. Uh, they were up to nothing in that game against Quinnipiac. And you know, I'm thinking, okay, as I'm watching the game, again, I'm down in Philly visiting my mom uh, for a couple of days and uh, you know Steve and I were down there I'll talk about that just a little bit um, but um, yeah I, I, I thought okay Minnesota's gonna you know take care of business here but then Quinnipiac got a goal and they okay all of a sudden the, the tone of the game changed when Quinnipiac made it two to one Quinnipiac just kept coming and coming and coming while Minnesota ended up going into a defensive shell. They play not to lose. And when you play not to lose, you end up losing the game. Uh, there was a late power play that Quinnipiac got uh, in the third period. Uh, they did not score it. And late in that power play, when there was a faceoff in the Minnesota end, our head coach Ram Pecknall pulled uh, Yana Petras for an extra attacker, hoping to try to get the tie goal that way. They didn't score on that power play, but they kept the pressure going. And then former Union forward Colin Graff got the equalizer uh, to send the game into overtime. Uh, and then you wonder how the uh, things going to react in, the, in overtime. And overtime didn't last long. Ten seconds, and Quinnipiac scored in a beautiful face-off play from the start and a play that was drawn up by former Union associate head coach Josh uh, uh, Joe Dume. And they won the game, and Quinnipiac brought home a national championship, their first ever, and uh, the third time was a charm in the Frozen Four title game for the Bobcats. Watching the post-game uh, celebration, you know, obviously the players were going nuts, and then there was a shot of head coach Ram Pecknall hugging and being hugged by his staff and the trainers, and he was crying. And then in the post-game interview with ESPN's Colby Cohen, uh, he needed. He said he wanted a hug. He, he, he was just. He was so emotionally. Uh, I don't know. So emotionally spent. Not not the right phrase, but he was just so emotional about what happened because you remember the grand start of this program. Uh, you know they were you know all the division three and moved up. They remember playing in a rec rank. I covered one a game there back when I was still traveling with the team. Uh, I remember driving there for a game, and then, but they have a new facility, obviously, on the campus. Uh, uh, it's a wonderful uh, building. I mean, I've been there a few times to cover games there. And I think a lot of the emotions came back from we uh, Ram remembering how this program began, and basically uh, with, a, with sticks and pucks, and you, 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 know, you pray you get some players there, and you know, who's going to want to come to Hamden, Connecticut, and, and play in a, a, a recreational rink, but he built that program, and Rand has yeah, his reputation. I mean, he seems like a stoic, maybe sometimes cold uh, individual. Or something you know, he doesn't show he doesn't show emotion uh, in post game press conferences, and uh, but uh, he showed a lot of emotion. I mean, I would have been interested to interview him after that game uh, on April eighth, and uh, what he. Just what I, I imagine he was just, you know, it, 
it was a fun night uh, after the game celebrating that championship and uh, yeah just a great great feeling for him great feeling for the conference uh, like I said the third title uh, that the conference a conference team ECAC hockey team has won in the last uh, nine years because I mentioned Yale in 2013 of course Union followed that up in uh, 2014 and you wonder Minnesota I mean how much is head coach Bob Motzko going to regret uh, his strategy there? I, 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 he's going to have to look at that tape and see what, why did we stop attacking? Why did I go into a defensive shell? Why did I play not to lose? They did. I mean, if I'm a Gopher fan, I'm angry. I'm angry. You had that game. You were in control, and you you lost it. You blew it, and it's it's a shame. It was a, it was a great Minnesota team that they had, but uh, they just got tight and when you get tight things you're going to make mistakes you're not going to do what you got got you there got, you're not going to do what you made that made you successful and if you know, you look back at what you, I'll go back to Union 2014 they they never let up I mean, they they attacked and continued to attack even against the Gophers and of course they got uh, the a big goal from Max uh, Novak and then of course the um, Sullivan goal uh, late in the game, and then of course the seal of the empty net by uh, Matt Bodie. So the Gophers are just yet to wonder what's going to happen. I mean, like I said, Bob Mosco is going is to probably regret what ha- had uh, happened there. And of course, for uh, ECAC Hockey Commissioner Steve Hagwell, a great way to go out. Uh, he'll, he'll he's stepping down at the end of the 2022-23 uh, fiscal year, which I assume will be, assume be you know, end of June. So. Uh, three championships on the men's side and three on the women's side with the Clarkson uh, women winning championships. So he had a hell of a run as the uh, ECAC hockey commissioner. And the next commissioner is going to have a lot of, uh, yeah, he's going to have a, t- a tough task to uh, fill that role. Uh, as I said, I was down in Philly uh, over that weekend uh, that, uh, to uh, visit my mom. My son, Stephen, was with me. Um, we went down and you know, spent a day or two with my mom for Easter. Plus, we also down there taking the Phillies uh, game against the Cincinnati Reds, but they lost. But uh, the main reason we went down, my son listens to a podcast called the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. as they uh, fill up his 76ers podcast, and they had a, uh, a, sh- a sh- live uh, Ricky Live 5 show. It was the fifth uh, live show that they had. It's, uh, it's a place called The Underground uh, in downtown Philadelphia. And it was a, it was a marvelous time. I and mean, um, B-ball Paul was there. Uh, got his picture taken. We Stephen bought VIP tickets, so we got we got the VIP treatment. Uh, Kate Scott, who calls the games on NBC Sports Philadelphia, was there. Uh, it was a fun time. Uh, Spike Eskin and uh, I had a chance. To, he's one of the hosts of the podcast. I had a chance to talk with him afterwards. Uh, Spike is a program director at the Fan in uh, New York, and he was a former. Uh, talk, I think we're, we're program, program director at uh, 94 WIP, the sports talk show station, one of the sports talk show stations down in Philadelphia. And I mentioned him, I like to get him on the podcast. So uh, one of these days, we'll try to get Spike on to talk about um, that podcast. My son listens to that podcast religiously. Doesn't listen to my podcast. I mean, geez, I, I see. Maybe he's done because of his daddy. He gets to hear me too much at home. I don't know, but uh, uh, but uh, it was a fun time. And uh, of course, you know, watch be able to watch that hockey game um, on ESPN two. It was down there. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But uh, again, congratulations, Quinnipiac, and uh, 
uh, Minnesota, you have a lot of uh, questions to ask your coach as to what happened there uh, after you had the 2 nothing lead. So I want to come back. I want to get my um, predictions for the Stanley Cup playoffs and NBA playoffs, and, uh, and uh, we'll go from there. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. If you really want to know what's going on in your community, you have to read the Daily Gazette. We don't take a side. We're right down the middle, and we're going to get to the truth. Our reporters and photographers are out in the field bringing you updates every minute with trust, accuracy, and integrity. From the first page to the last page, independent, probing journalism. We're finding out what's going on in the community where nobody else is covering. It's who we are. It's what we do. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Hi, this is RPI Men's Hockey Head Coach Dave Smith. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast, and we're at the most... Wonderful time of the year. Yes, it's the uh, postseason for the National Hockey League and the National Basketball Association. The Stanley Cup playoffs start on Monday, and it was a lot of intriguing matchup in this one. We, uh, of course, we saw the Boston Bruins just dominate uh, the the league in the regular season. Record number of wins, record number of points. Jim Montgomery, former RPI assistant coach under Seth Appert, has done a remarkable job with the Bruins. They get to take on the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, Florida's, you know, had, yeah, Florida came on strong towards the end there and was able to get that second wild card in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I'm going to go with Boston in this one in five. I just think they're, they have just too much firepower and they're playing so well. I think that momentum carries over into uh, the postseason here. And if, yeah, if they don't win in the first round, you know Boston's going to, you know, just you know, go nuts with the anger. And the, but uh, I can't see uh, the Bruins faltering against uh, Florida in the uh, first round. Another matchup, uh, Toronto was actually this matchup was also last year, Toronto and Tampa Bay. And Toronto had the home ice advantage last year, lost on home ice to Tampa Bay in Game Seven. I think this year the tables will turn. I think Tampa Bay, they've had a great run. Three straight Stanley Cup finals. They won the cup in the bubble in 2020. Uh, won in a really shortened season. Ended up, the season ended up in July, uh, winning the cup then uh, in 2021. Last year, losing to Colorado. Uh, but the Tampa, I think with Tampa Bay, I think you have to consider their run incredible especially what they had to go through as mentioned you know the 2020 season got stopped because of the uh COVID-19 pandemic they ended up playing in bubbles in uh in Canada and then you know they played in really until September uh of that year and uh, to be able to win the cup the way they did it was a mark remarkable and of course then then they started this next season in in uh January and then yeah, you, you go through in late June, early July, and then they, they won another cup that way. And I think maybe it took a little toll toward the uh, last season. Things got back to normal. Uh, but it had a remarkable run, but I think that run ends this year. I can't see Toronto 
Toronto can't afford to lose in the first round. I mean, that's, that's another situation where uh, the Maple Leafs have not won a cup since 1967. That's before expansion. So they, they have never, they haven't been to a final since 67. What does that tell you? So um, they've had some spectacular losses in the playoffs. You remember the Bruins a few years ago? They're, they're up and then they're losing overtime. Uh, but I think Toronto gets the job done this time. Uh, Toronto wins this series in six. Uh, going to uh, the Carolina-New York Islanders series, um, Carolina won the Metro Division. It was a highly competitive Metro Division. Uh, you have four teams from the Metro in the, uh, of course, four teams from the Atlantic as well, but uh, it's going to be a uh, uh, Islanders uh, up and down year. Uh, Carolina has been good for the most part, but you know, they had to hang on to win that division. I can see the Islanders giving Carolina some tough, tough time here. Uh, I'd say it's going to go six, and Carolina ends up winning this series. The most intriguing series in the East. It's a battle of the Metro New York area as New Jersey will take on the Rangers. New Jersey, you know, Boston's gotten all the publicity this year, but New Jersey has been a remarkable uh, season. I mean, early in the year, they were calling for Lindy Ruff's head, the Devils fans. and But lo and behold, the Devils have played well all year, and they've ended up finishing second in the Metro ahead of the Rangers. Uh, so it's going to make be an intriguing series. Of course, they haven't met since 2012 in the Eastern Conference Final when Jersey advanced to the Cup Final that year. And, of course, everybody, if you're a certain age, you remember 1994, another Eastern Conference Final. Uh, that went, of course, Game 6, the Messier guarantee uh, that they would win Game 6 and go back to a Game 7 in, at Madison Square Garden. Messier followed through with a hat trick in that uh, gaming in, in, at uh, Brendan Byrne Arena in East Rutherford. And then, of course, the double overtime game uh, uh, with the uh, Devils and uh, the Howie Rose uh, uh, more, uh, memorable call. Mato, Mato, Mato. So uh, I, I, this is going to be a grinded out physical hatred. They're gonna, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. I, I mean, it's a series I'm probably most excited about. Uh, not involving a Philadelphia Flyers team. Well, my Flyers are stinks. I mean, they got issues, and hopefully they'll straighten them out in the offseason. But I'm going to go with Jersey in seven. I, I think this goes the distance, and uh, it's, I think Jersey ends up pulling it out. I mean, I know the Rangers have a lot of ex playoff experience, but uh, the youth of the Devils, and I, I like them. I like the way they're playing. I'm going with the Devils in seven. Let's go over to the Western Conference where Colorado wrapped up the Central Division. They had a makeup game Friday against Nashville. They had a game against them postponed because of some uh, arena issues. Like there was a, a pipe burst in the arena. So they had to play that game uh, on, fr on Friday night. And uh, Colorado ended up winning the, the uh, division by beating uh, Nashville. So Colorado gets to take on the Seattle Kraken in the uh, first round. The Kraken, uh, just their second year under, in the in the league under Dave Haxtell, really improved. I mean, that's another team that uh, that's on the rise, and they uh, did it right. I mean, I think a lot of people, when Kraken came in, they were expecting to be, oh, let's, let's be like the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights, that what they did in their first year. Let's go to Stanley Cup final. Well, that, the Kraken struggled last year, but uh, they, they stayed the course, and uh, they played well this year, and they're going to get some playoff experience by this. But I don't think 
uh, they're going to beat the defending champions. I think Colorado, with that experience in the cup from winning the cup last year, I know they don't have uh, Gabriel Landeskog, their captain. He's done for the year. He's had he hasn't played all year because of a knee injury, but uh, there's enough experience there to. Uh, carry it through. Yeah, Nate McKinnon, uh, one of the great players in, in the league right now. So I think Colorado will take this in five. Seattle, I think Seattle will get a game. Uh, they'll win one at home, but uh, it's the Avalanche advancing over the uh, Kraken. Dallas uh, will take on Minnesota. Uh, the Dallas Stars, a former Minnesota North Stars, will go to uh, um, uh, St. Paul to take on the, the Wild. I hope the Wild wear the retro jerseys that they have with these North Stars colors, the green. I mean, that, that'll make for a lot of fun. I know there's still, I mean, there's probably not as much hatred now, but when the North Stars left uh, back in the early 90s to go to Dallas, I mean, it, it there was a lot of anger. I know, and I know that because I have a lot of friends in Minnesota, and they were not happy, and uh, the way that franchise was uh, shifted out of town to Dallas was not good. But, uh, yeah, fortunately, the NHL recognized that the Minnesota, they needed that market, and they ended up getting the Wild uh, in there. Uh, yeah, this this series, I can see this one going seven. Uh, I, I think this will go seven, and I think Dallas is going to end up winning this series. Uh, we'll move over to uh, Vegas against Winnipeg. Uh, Vegas uh, winning the Pacific Division. Uh, takes on a Winnipeg team that uh, stumbled down a stretch, almost lost their chance to make the playoffs, but uh, hung on to get that second wild card. Uh, Vegas uh, missed the playoffs last year, but uh, we're back in it. Uh, Bruce Cassidy, who was the, the head coach of the, the Golden Knights, who was fired by the Bruins at the end of last season, uh, put the uh, Golden Knights back in the playoffs. And uh, they, as I said, they won the Pacific Division. And uh, they're going to have a good uh, the top the top seed in the West too, so that helps. And uh, the, I think hockey's really worked in Vegas. It's, it's I think a lot of people are skeptical about it, but uh, man, they they do a great job there. And I you know, one of these days I have to get to a game. I think Vegas is scheduled to host a Frozen Four somewhere down the road. I'm not don't have that in front of me, but that that'd be a fun Frozen Four to go to in Vegas. So, I mean, Vegas, uh, I know for years, nobody went, none of the pro leagues wanted to go to Vegas because of the gambling. Man, of course, the gambling is being embraced by sports uh, teams. So, uh, I'm going to go with Vegas in five in this one. I think uh, Jack Eichel finally getting into a uh, playoff uh, series, uh, his first really, his first in the NHL. He hasn't been in a postseason event since uh, playing for Boston University and lose that, which uh, lost the uh, 2015 NCAA title to uh, Providence. But uh, Vegas gets the job done in five. And our other series out west, Edmonton against Los Angeles, two Pacific Division teams uh, don't like each other. They uh, recently had a, played a couple a few days ago and uh, some nastiness there. And I think that nastiness will continue. But Edmonton so loaded. I mean, this is a, this is a team... That reminds me of the 1980 Oilers, just run and gun, you know, offense, offense, offense. I love it. It's, it's the way games should be played. And uh, I think Edmonton's offense is going to be too much for Los Angeles to handle. And I'm going to go with the Oilers in five games. So that'll, that's my uh, look at the NHL playoffs. Now look on the NBA playoffs. And, um, of course, I have a vested interest in this. is my Philadelphia 76ers are playing the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. The only uh, sad thing I'm about I, I'm about the series uh, the, for me is that Ben Simmons is not playing for the Nets. Uh, he's 
something. He's got an issue, whatever the issue is. I'm not going to go. Me, me, me. Maybe hurt. Maybe have uh, other issues. So just yeah, that would have been a lot of fun to see if he was playing and if he would have played at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia and how the uh, fans would have treated. I know they, they did play once there during the regular season and the fans were not nice to him and uh so but i i think the sixers will take this one at five they, they joel allen B's on a mission uh and sixers had a good year i mean i think if they were in the western conference they'd be the top seed there but uh yeah, the number three seed behind milwaukee and boston now bucks and the heat will be in the uh one of the first round conference series in eastern conference series and i want to go with the bucks in five i know the heat this is this is amazing to me in the NBA. You can win the division title, but you're not guaranteed a top three seed uh, because they, they do everything by conference record. Or they, they put them in order in conference, and the Heat almost didn't make the playoffs. They were a division winner, and they almost made missed the playoffs. They lost the play-in game uh, on Tuesday and had, had to play again Friday against Chicago. And we're able to, they lost to the Atlanta Hawks in that uh, uh, playing game. And then they had to play Chicago Bulls and they ended up winning that game on Friday night. So they were fortunate to get in it. So they're the eighth seed, the, 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 your Southeast Division champion as the eighth seed. Okay. But uh, Bucks and five in that one. Celtics, Hawks. Um, I'm going with Celtics and five as well. And I think uh, it's not, not a good matchup for Atlanta. The Cleveland Cavaliers, New York Knicks, that could be a fun series to watch, but I'm going with the Cavs in six uh, to win that series. Uh, Knicks have had a good year, but um, I think it ends for them um, in this Easter Conference first round. Over in the West, Denver Nuggets top seed. They're going to take on uh, Minnesota. They're just finishing off, as I'm taping this uh, podcast, they're just finishing off the Oklahoma City Thunder in the other uh, play-in game that was played Friday night. But uh, the Nuggets, uh, I'm going with Nuggets in five over uh, the Timberwolves. The Memphis Grizzlies against the Lakers. Lakers had a nice run to get into the playoffs. They won their play-in game against Minnesota. Uh, you know, LeBron James looking for another ring, but uh, it's not going to happen. Sorry, LeBron. Uh, Grizzlies in six. Very intriguing matchup out west uh, between the Sacramento Kings, who have been in the playoffs for the first time in a long time going up against the defending champion Golden State Warriors. Of course, uh, for our Capital Region fans, Kevin Herter uh, playing uh, for the Kings who will be in the playoffs. Of course, Kevin Herter, I hate him for beating my Sixers in Game 7 a couple of years ago in the playoffs. That's when Ben Simmons decided not to shoot and set past and then basically ended his career in Philadelphia. Uh, I gotta wonder, I mean, Warriors were up and down team all year, and you know, they were on the sometimes on the verge of having to play in the uh, playing game. But uh, they got their act together and, and finished uh, as the sixth seed in the West. Does their experience in this help? I think it does, and I think it's probably the word of the, the one series that will have the lower seed ended up winning. I think uh, Golden State takes this in six, and the other Western Conference series: Phoenix against the LA Clippers. Phoenix looking to, you know, try to write themselves after the devastating loss of the Dallas Mavericks in last year's uh, Eastern Conference semifinals, uh, when they lost, they were blown out on their home court in Game Seven in, in, in that game. Uh, but I think the Suns, uh, Paul George out for the Clippers, uh, that's that's probably a big loss there. So I'm going with uh, Phoenix in five. I'll be back to wrap up the podcast and have the latest winner in the Daily Gazette's Auto Racing Contest in just a moment. 
Meet Andrew Waite. He's a dedicated journalist with a passion for research and a commitment to getting all sides of the story. Whether it's a local issue or an upstate trend, I do the stories and interviews that shed light on what's important to you. Stay informed. Read Andrew Waite in the Daily Gazette. It's my job to offer commentary about what's happening in our community and what it means to our readers. The Gazette, reporting based on accuracy and integrity. It's who we are. It's what we do. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Hi, this is Daily Gazette Deputy Director of Content Adam Schinder. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Back to wrap up the podcast. The Week 8 winner in the Daily Gazette's auto racing contest was Michael Walker of Rotterdam with 60 points. Michael wins a $50 ShopRite gift card. Congratulations, Michael. The VIP winner was Scott Lucier of Capital Land GMC with 15 points. I'll announce the auto racing contest winner's name, and that winner's name will appear in Friday's Daily Gazette. To play, go to dailygazette.com and click on the auto racing contest banner. Keep checking out dailygazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on how COVID-19 is affecting us in the capital region. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this situation. We appreciate the job you're doing in this difficult time. If you have not gotten vaccinated, please do so. Do it for yourself, do it for your family, and do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. Hopefully, with our next podcast, we'll have a guest or two to, to uh, talk about the, uh, some sports uh, in there. So, appreciate you putting up with me on this uh, guestless edition of the podcast. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S C H O T T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Shot. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports. <laughs>